This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. My name's John Leary and this is The Saturday Quiz, the podcast where I ask the 10 questions from the quiz in the Saturday paper and a different pair of guests each week try to come up with the answers. Sport for Jove is a theatre company in Sydney which is just about to open the world premiere of the play Venus and Adonis. Written and directed by Damien Ryan, the play tells the story of William Shakespeare and his possible love affair with and potential artistic theft from the first English female poet ever published, Amelia Lanya. Joining me on the podcast today are the two actors who portray Shakespeare and Amelia Lanya. Welcome to the show, Anthony Gooley and Adele Querrell. Hello. Hi, Hi. Johnny. Great to be here. Hello, you too. How's it going? Yeah, good. I mean, it's pretty hot. So, you know, sweating in in the hall here as we do rehearsals. Yeah, we're sweating in in Surrey Hills. So, um, and I I run pretty hot at the best of times. So, it's a real. And poor Dell, some of the scenes we have to do good. They're quite intimate scenes. It's a real slip and slide out there sometimes. <laughs> well, tell me about Venus and Adonis and tell me about Amelia Lanya. She sounds incredible. I've never come across her before. I hadn't either until um, Damo got us to do a first read through of this show three years ago in the midst of COVID was when we Mm -hmm. we first kind of started thinking about this project. Well, he'd already written the script, but getting a reading done. Uh, And I had never heard of her either, which seems quite scandalous considering she is the first ever female poet published in the English language. So the, the the fact that we don't know that much about her seems a real shame. Yeah. The subject matter that she wrote about, she was so, you know, controversial and is known now as like the kind of original feminist thinker in the English language and genuinely fascinating, fascinating woman. Mm-hmm. And we know for sure that she was in the same circles as William Shakespeare. Right. And she's widely speculated you know, very widely speculated to be the um, the, dark the figure lady. referred to the dark lady, and so obviously, yeah, as I said, it's in, speculation. In some of but, Shakespeare's but, yeah, sonnets, but a very, a very strongly held belief. So, uh, so this yeah. is, hence Damien wanted to sort of at this, you know, this play that Damien has written is a reimagining in a sense. But he, I think, he wanted to sort of hook onto that idea and show how this incredible figure influenced not only Shakespeare's life but his work as well. Mm. Uh huh. Wow. I mean, I mean, this podcast. It, isn't long enough to probably go into the ins and outs of totally. the various conflicting uh, theories about who the Dark Lady is or the influence that Amelia may have had on Shakespeare or or what have you. But 
the show Venus and Adonis. Tell me a, a bit about that. Well, it's uh, it's the brainchild of Damien Ryan, which tells you that it's going to be a wildly um, ambitious and <laughs> theatrical and nuanced. And I think it's an idea that Damien's had knocking around his head for about mm-hmm. 20 years. But then when COVID came, it was the perfect opportunity for... I think he sat down and he sort of actually knocked it out in about six or seven days, which is just sort of wow. mind-boggling when you just see mm. the, the density of the text and the ideas expressed in it, which are just so grand and mm. spiritual and primal all at the mm. same time. It's a difficult thing to, you know, people ask me, what's it about? Or tell me about Venus and Adonis. And it's so hard yeah. to sort of encapsulate because it's just, it's just got everything in there. It's just like, you know, like the nature of existence, the nature of arts, the nature of family, the nature of sex, the nature of lust, the nature of desire. It's just Love. like... You love absolutely. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's an unwieldy. Don't leave out love. Don't leave, yeah, yeah. Can't know, leave yeah, out love. Yeah, probably left out the most important one there, didn't I? So, Classic William uh, Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just yeah, it's, it's just uh, it's an unwieldy beast, and it's mercurial, and it's just mm. going to be a real uh, theatrical feast, I think, in that sense. Wow. So previews of Venus and Adonis start on the 29th of September, and the season runs until the 21st of October. And you're in which theatre? The Seymour Centre in the Reginald. In the Reginald at the Seymour. Yeah. Excellent. So a beautiful Fantastic. sort of intimate space yeah. for which I which I think will really really serve us um, because this play does go from like the macro to the micro in like these huge big joyous crowd scenes to these wow. really sort of small yeah, it's a intimate, huge cast yeah it's huge it's absolutely huge yeah. and so I think it'll be fun to sort of have that bursting life on um, mm. a more intimate sized stage brilliant Great. Well, thank you. Thank you for telling me all that. Um, now, on this podcast, I ask my guests if they have a favourite piece of trivia. Do either of you have a favourite piece of trivia? I mean, just uh, Amelia Lanya being the first published English female poet is pretty pretty great. But yeah, do you, that, have you got anything else? Well, it's that that was mine. Um, that was going to be that was, that was mine exactly. But no, no. So I guess the other thing that I would say is that her maiden name is. Um, oh yes. But I'm going to get this wrong now, and this is going to be really embarrassing. But her maiden name is Bassano or Bassanio, Bassanio, yeah. and then oh no, Bassano. No, there's no Bassano, and then the character yeah. from um, Merchant of Venice was created at exactly the time frame when Amelia Lanyon mm. would have been part of William Shakespeare's life. Yeah. So taking yeah, nice. her own name and using it as a as a character. And and indeed the character Amelia is called Amelia in <clears throat> Othello. Othello, that's right. Ah, that's right. Yeah, nice. Okay. Uh, what about you, Anthony? Do you um, have this is, yeah, this is probably just one of my sort of, you know, nerdy little interests, but like it did, does sort of revolve around the idea of, you know, the, uh, the content and the inspiration for art. So I'm a big Beatles tragic, have been since about the age of 10. And one of my, my favourite ever song, Hey Jude, my number one song of all time, the commonly held understanding is that, that Paul wrote that song for Julian Lennon uh, in the wake of um, John and Cynthia breaking up. And the, the song was about, you know, sort of encouraging this boy to go and comfort his mother. I, uh, and this, you know, this is not terribly obscure. Other people may have heard this, but then another another theory came into it that it was actually Paul's song to John, saying that if you listen to some of those lyrics, like oh, you know, the movement you need is now on your shoulders, and you have found her, go and get her. It was actually Paul's way of saying you've found Yoko now, you've found this mother, oh. this mother figure that you've been searching for your whole life. I know it's going to be the end of us, but go with her. Now, oh, wow. I, I must say, okay. this theory yeah. came from John. 
So it's highly narcissistic potentially. But um, <laughs> anyway, but I just always thought that was, I always liked that idea. I found that quite a romantic idea, whether or not it's actually the case. Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, I like that. That's good. I, I have not heard that before. That's yeah, Me either, actually. That's really yeah. interesting. Me either. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you both for those. Pleasure. Now, let's jump into the quiz proper. Here we go. Question number one. <laughs> oh, my God. This is going to be a disaster. You're going to be fine. Trust me. Question number one. In English, what number does the German Fumpf represent? Oh, my goodness. I actually speak German a little bit. Oh, a so little bit. I, I know. Well, you'll know this. A little bit, but I know, I know this. Tell me. Five. It's five, right? Yeah. yeah. Five. It's five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you did you learn German at school? I did, and um, got a little bit of extra help because my mum is a German teacher, so I was learning it at home. <laughs> uh, well, yes. Well, I'm glad that you didn't get this one wrong. Me too. That, that would have been be highly. I would have been disowned. I'm so yeah. excited that that was our first question. Me like, too. That, that, just feels, that just feels like such a great springboard for us. And um, I, my knowledge of, um, I had quite a, a, a little bit of a grasp on the German language from a young age too, from. Um, uh, Blackout goes forth. Blackout of season four. So schnell, schnell, Achtung. So I was quite. I was had a pretty sophisticated grasp um, earlier. Well. Yeah, you knew what the answer to that was going to be. I did know that one. Though. Yeah. Okay. Question number two. Ah, oh, yep. Here we go. What is the former non-indigenous name of the Queensland sand island, Gurry? Oh my lord. <sighs> Do you I'm... know this? No. no. Are you a Queenslander, Anthony? I'm now. I'm based up there now. Yeah, only but only the last couple of years. Um, okay. So what? So the, the former non-indigenous name of the of the Queensland Sand Island, Island. Gari. So that is spelt K apostrophe G A R I. Hmm. No, and it's I have the, no um, clue. Obviously inhabited for tens of thousands of years prior mm. to colonisation, the island was officially renamed Gari which is the original Butchelor people's name for the island and means paradise mm. earlier this year. Look, I could, so, only t- I could only take, can I take a guess, please, Adele? Please, please. Uh, look, it's going to probably seem incredibly ignorant. My only guess that I have um, coming off the conveyor belt would be Thursday Island. It's not Thursday yeah. Island. That's a good guess, though. Yeah, it is a, good, a pretty good guess. Thursday, I'm not sure geographically where Thursday is, though. Yeah, this, yeah. This one is quite... Is it quite south or...? Le- let me tell you this. Let me tell you... It probably won't get you any closer to the name, Mm. but it's a good story, okay? Its previous name derived from the surname of the captain of a disastrous shipwreck on the island. Honestly, things could not have gone worse for this captain and his wife who was on board. They were headed to Singapore from Sydney in May 1836 when the ship hit coral in the Great Barrier Reef and started to sink. The crew jumped into two lifeboats and tried to go south to reach the settlement at Moreton Bay, which is what Brisbane was then known as. Okay. Unfortunately, the lifeboat the captain and his wife were in also started sinking. To make matters worse, Eliza, the captain's wife, was pregnant at the time and started to give birth during this sinking. no way. Tragically, it's horrible. Tragically, the water was so high that the infant drowned after birth. The other lifeboat kept going, but the captain's one washed up on the beach of what was then known as the Great Sandy Island, Gurry. Depending on whose account you believe from this point, the captain either starved to death 
died of his injuries or was killed by the butchler people that mm. they encountered. Eliza claimed that she'd been captured, but many of the other survivors of the same shipwreck later disputed her claims of capture and mm. ill treatment. And other white people who'd been previously taken in by the butchler had been treated very well. Mm. And in the Butchler people's own oral history, the story is that Eliza was viewed as a mad woman and mentally unwell. In any case, she was recovered after close to two months living with the Butchler people by an escaped convict who'd lived among another group of Indigenous people nearby for six years. Mm. This is where it gets really bad because the account she later published of her experience was horribly damaging and led to the massacre and dispossession of the Butchler people while creating an inherently negative narrative about Aboriginal people that lasted for decades. And it has been particularly insulting for the Butchler people that the island has been named after this woman for so long. So... That does not get you any closer to <laughs> no, what it's called. It I, I not. understand that. But it is a What very, a story. It, yeah, no, what no. a story, right? Mm, mm. It starts with F. Any ideas? I mean, am I completely ignorant in saying, like, Fraser Island? Is that, like, in a totally... No, Fraser Island Fraser. is exactly the right answer. Oh. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Dell, two for two. There you go. Fraser well. Island was a couple of years ago, the original name, Gurry, was mm. incorporated as, and we were using both those names, Fraser mm. Island and Gurry. But earlier this year, it was officially changed to be back to Gurry mm. because everyone went, why the hell are we calling it Fraser Island after after this woman who? Yeah, I know who absolutely. Was, good good decisions. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. All right. Question number three. Right. Name the star of TV's The Nanny, who, as president of SAG-AFTRA, is leading the actors' union in a strike against the major studios. And there's a bonus point for naming the prominent figure who led the 1960s actors' strike. Well, that's Fran Drescher. Yeah. Fran Drescher is the yes. right answer. Very um, well the done. 90, the 1960s movement. I feel like I saw something about this recently. Um, yeah, you might have because this this is the first time, right now is the first time that there's been a double strike. The Writers Guild and the, the Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA, I, I didn't realise, is the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. Mm. Mm. And the 1960s so that's SAG-AFTRA. strike, that was writers and SAG? So this is yeah. the first time that... WGA and SAG have struck at the same time since 1960. Mm. No idea. I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, I knew I knew that it was the um, that it was. This is the first time it has happened simultaneously since the 60s. But I don't mm. know who the leader was back in the 60s. Yeah, we mm. might, have to, might have to miss out on our bonus point. Oh no, you'll get there. Don't <laughs> don't you worry. I'll get you there. Because you will know who this person is. Mm. The, mm. So the president of SAG at the time, this person actually served two stints as the union head from 1947 to 1952 and then from 1959 to 1960. And during his first term, he was actually fiercely anti-communist 
and appeared as a friendly witness for Congress blaming industrial unrest and strikes in Hollywood on subversive, in inverted commas, subversive elements. Mm. And classified documents subsequently revealed him to be a confidential informant for the FBI during that time. That's no good. But then when he came back to, to lead SAG again, yeah, he led the strike in 1960. Um, what is the name? I will say, I will give you a clue and say that after being the leader of the Screen Actors Guild, he then went on to be the leader of a much bigger um, <laughs> union. Much, much bigger union. Uh, like, is, uh, are you thinking like in terms, like, are you suggesting like country? I am suggesting country. Oh, okay, okay. So are you, is it like, wasn't one of the Kennedys an actor? Not one of the Kennedys, but there is famously mm. an actor who became... Who became president. It was Reagan. Pres- Ronald Reagan. Yeah, that's our answer. That's the answer. Oh, that's right. the bonus point. I had point. no idea. No. Wow. Yeah. I knew, oh, yeah. I knew. I knew he. Everybody's illustrious. Um, yeah. I, I time time on the screen. Yeah. Right. Okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So Ronald Reagan was the the union president. Um, okay. And yeah, led the strike. We, and that strike was similar to now. It was kind of about residuals, and it was mm. about this new thing, television. Uh, they were playing old movies on the television and not paying any residuals. Mm. Yep. So mm. similarly to now, the streaming services are going, oh, we, we just have to pay you once and we don't have to pay you again, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> interesting, interesting. Good work. And by the way, Fran mm. Drescher, holy moly, she is she's formidable. Mm. Mm. She's also incredibly eloquent, you know, yeah. like for, for someone who culturally we think of as the nanny, you yeah. know, actually to, to hear her speak so, in, like, erudite and well-spoken and, and her, yeah. pas- her passion in, in fighting for this cause is really, really inspirational. Yeah, it mm. really is, yeah. Very well done. Question number four. Thank you, Doke. NH3 is the chemical formula for what? Wow. And this is a multiple choice. I can give okay. you the multiple choice. Oh, that would be, that would be, that'd be delightful. Would that be advisable. Yeah, Definitely advisable. Neither of you are uh, scientists or, no, or I chemists? I haven't brushed up in a while. <laughs> okay. <laughs> NH3 is the chemical formula for A, ammonia, B, table salt, or C, laughing gas. Oh, ammonia. Table salt. So ammonia, or salt, gas. or laughing gas. NH3. Do you know off the top of your head any of those chemical symbols? Definitely not. Or chemical formulas? We're, we're de- we'll, we'll definitely be swinging from the fences on this one, Johnny, I'd say. Um, <laughs> any, okay. do, you have an, do you have an inkling? Do you lean towards one, Del? Um, I feel like not table salt, mm-hmm. purely based on I feel like table salt just would make for a kind of mundane answer. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It doesn't, sure. des- it doesn't deserve an answer of, such, of such pedigree. That's right. That's okay. right. Um, but, but, you know, that means precisely nothing mm. in terms of, like, actually getting this right. Do you know what table salt is otherwise called? <sighs> Do you Man. remember what that's called? No. No. It- um, when your doctor is telling you that you have to watch the salt in your diet, mm. what, do you know what word they use? So- sodium? 
So is sodium. Sodium is correct. Sodium. So the chemical formula, or well, the na- chemical name for table salt is sodium chloride. Great. Okay. Great. So I knew it wasn't table salt. Knew it wasn't yeah. that. So you're right. It's not. <laughs> it's not table salt. So the the chemical formula for table salt is NaCl. So mm. sodium chloride, NaCl. Now you've got ammonia or laughing gas. Do you know what else laughing gas gets called? No, I don't, John. I don't know what laughing gas gets called. <laughs> A good time. <laughs> it's also the same stuff that they put in. Uh, hotted up cars, like Fast and Furious cars, to make them go extra fast. Oh, wow. Does that ring any bell of what it might get called? Oh, I think it's fast cars. I don't know. I think of, like, turbocharging or, like... (laughs) What about if I said nitrous oxide? Does that ring a bell? Like NOS or nitro? Yeah. No? That doesn't ring a bell? I mean, maybe a little bit, but nothing in terms of having yeah, this, any this meaning. Is, this, this is a painful one, Johnny. I've got to, to, got to tell you, mate. This is one that's really like. I'm really... sorry. No, no, sorry no, no, to, no, 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 no. To we rub apo- this in. We apologise no, profusely yeah. for this one. <laughs> well, don't. So, laughing gas is commonly known as uh, well, nitrous oxide is commonly known as laughing gas, and its chemical symbol is N2O. Yeah. Are you with mm-hmm. me? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means that the answer is... Ammonia. Ammonia? Yeah, 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 because, there, because there can't be these other two. Yeah, yeah. I just thought, hang on, we're just, we just walking into the biggest trap on that one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Let us never speak of it again. <clears throat> so, yeah, NH3 is ammonia. Ammonia. I, I'm giving you the points. You, you got there in the end. I will absolutely never forget ammonia. that for the rest of my life now after that. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, after, N- that, after, that, after that five-minute ordeal, I, uh, <laughs> I will never forget that ever. Good. All right, question number five. Mm-hmm. Name the host nation of the 2023 Rugby World Cup. Oh, Gauls, you must know this one. Oh, sure. I, I'm, I, was a, I was a big rugby boy back in the day. I used to be rugby mad. I'm aware the rugby's happening right now at the moment, but what is the host nation? Think, think, Anthony, you do know this. Yeah, you can work I, this I'll, one I'll, I'll take yeah. a stab because is, is it France? It is France. Hey! Yeah, very well done. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't follow it much anymore, but, you know, the algorithm tosses me a little sweetie from time to time. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, okay, cool. Yes. I'm more of an yeah. AFL girl, so oh, not, not Did much. you grow up in the southern states? Yes, I grew up in Bendigo, so uh-huh. not, not not far out of Melbourne. Nice. Well, lucky lucky you had a uh, lucky we've got a rugby country rugby former country rugby beefcake. I was like I was I was proper tragic, Johnny. Like I was like the oh really the yeah the sideburns and the collar up and the corduroy pants and the boat shoes <laughs> like real like yeah real real terrible stuff yeah wow <laughs> but don't, you you haven't been watching any of the games no I don't watch much I, I watch a bit more watch more league these days but I, I don't watch a lot of um I don't who's watch a lot your of, team in league technically Parramatta but um okay yeah but I don't watch a lot of the old sports concerts these days I just um you know sport is the winner usually when I when I chuck a game on these days yeah yeah, yeah. it is not looking good for Australia in the in the competition in the World Cup because we lost to Fiji. In, right. Or, well, the Wallabies lost to Fiji in their third pool match. The first time that Fiji have beaten the Wallabies since 1954. Yeah. And it makes it only the fourth time the Wallabies have lost a World Cup pool match 
since the first tournament in 1987. Yeah, oh, it hasn't wow. it hasn't looked terribly positive in all the lead up to it either. Like all the stuff surrounding Eddie Jones, like his relationship yeah. with the media has just seemed like massively volatile. So um, yeah, it doesn't look like it's been there's been a lot of um a lot of good juju surrounding the Wallabies at the moment. No, yeah. that's right. And yeah, we, we to progress to the next stage, they have to beat <clears throat> Wales next week, which is going to be a tall a, order. A, a tall order because yeah. they, they enjoy their rugby in Wales. They sure do. Yeah, they love it. <laughs> All right, we are going to take a quick little break. We'll be right back. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Anthony Gooley and Adele Querrell, and we are up to question number six. What flavour is the original solo soft drink? The original oh, solo the original soft drink. Solo. Um... Is Solo not just still the original? I didn't know that it had gone through variations. Very, yeah, stages of Solo. Um, I don't think you should overthink this. Yeah. Okay, good. So well, lemon squash, I guess, is that? Is yeah, that, lemon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. right. Just after lemon, that's oh. all. I'm just like <laughs> after the sort of the... After the after, chemistry after question. After the, after the NH3 debacle, I just can't take anything for granted. Like, yeah. <laughs> Surely we Can you give me the uh, chemical um, uh, formula for Solo? No, but I Is can, that I can, possible? I can give you its tagline on the commercials, light on the fist oh, so yeah? you can slam it down fast. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. And delivered exactly. so, yeah. so smoothly. Yeah, yeah. Do they, have you gone in to, uh, to audition for a uh, solo man? I've not gone in for a solo man, no. Like, it's surprising they don't see me as a sonic, this kind of guy who would kayak down a river and then he'd just slam a solo at the end of it. But um, I don't know what it is about my... Physique. Uh, my, ro- my, my rotund physique that doesn't, they think I'm not um, suitable. But anyway, but I am familiar with the You and me both. Tagline. You and me both. That's right. We've never seen each other at a solo commercial audition. No, no. Yeah. If, if we see each other at the waiting room of an audition for a solo commercial, we know that maybe the campaign is taking a different angle. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to inject new blood into the solo campaign. Yeah. yeah. All right. Very well done. Question number seven. In the Simon and Garfunkel song, Mrs. Robinson, to whom does the lyric... Jolton Joe has left and gone away, refer. Oh, man. So who was Jolton Joe? Is it a real-life figure? It is. Is it, can I, is it Joe DiMaggio? It is Joe hey! DiMaggio. Very well done. Right, okay. I wasn't, uh, I, wasn't aware, yeah. I wasn't aware that song had any sort of mm. connection to Joe DiMaggio, but it just seemed like the, um, seemed like the logical guess for the period, for the time. Yeah, yeah, no, very well done. You know what movie the song is from? Uh, the Graduate. The Graduate. Yeah. yeah. The Graduate. And Jol- well Jol- Jolton Joe seemed to. Th- that was the nickname? Jolton Joe, you said? Jolton Joe, yeah. yeah. As in jolting, but yes. with the, uh, mm. the G dropped. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Mike Nichols film, The Graduate. Paul Simon, had, he'd actually been working on the song with the title Mrs. Roosevelt. Mm. Oh, right. Named after the former First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt, 
But when Mike Nichols heard the song, he loved it and wanted it for the film. And since Mrs. Robinson is the name of the character in the film, it quickly got changed to that. Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And for a long time, there was uh, kind of conjecture over why Jolt and Joe, Joe DiMaggio is, is kind of included in the song. And according to Paul Simon, he said, I didn't mean the lines literally, as in he's gone away, but that I thought of him as an American hero and that genuine heroes were in short supply. The line was meant as a sincere tribute to DiMaggio's unpretentious and modest heroic stature in a time when popular culture magnifies and distorts how we perceive our heroes. Mm, Mm. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Yeah. And Joe DiMaggio is really interesting as well. Do you know anything about him? No, no. He was uh, famously married to... Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Mm. Very well done. Yeah. He wasn't the last person she was married to. Uh, I think that might have been Arthur, Arthur Miller. Miller. Yeah. But it was Joe DiMaggio who, after she was put into, you know, um, care or mm. a mental health kind of care, he was the person that went and got her out. Mm. And he, w- he was also the guy that organised her funeral mm. and yeah, did all that. And, and apparently he would send six red roses to her grave every year for tw- or every week for 20 years. Oh wow. wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. A uh, little little heartbreaking. Jolton yeah. Joe, buddy Jolton sweet Joe. Buddy, Jolton Joe. Yeah. All right, question number 8. Name the federal liberal senator and Australia's first female defence minister who announced she's quitting politics this month. Karen, Karen, Kurt. starts with a K? Does not start with oh, a K. Fruit. But I liked how, well, you weren't confident, but I liked how, you know, eager you were. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I swear I've read something about this and I, I thought it was something like Karen Andrews, but maybe that's someone else. No, not that is someone else. That is someone else. But it is someone else who's in politics. Am I right? At least it is someone else who's in politics. Yeah, (laughs) you you haven't disgraced yourself at all. (laughs) You haven't made up a name, and yeah, the name that you picked is someone, another woman in politics. In politics, I'm in the ballpark. This woman was the first woman to serve as federal president of the Young Liberals while at the University of New South Wales. And she's been a senator for New South Wales since 1997. I have absolutely no clue. No clue? I'm so bad. MP uh, is her job and also her initials. Oh. MP. MP. MP, yeah. MP is an MP. MP is an MP. Oh, man, there would be so many people who know the answer to this. Oh, 100%, yeah. Her position as Defence Minister... Oh, that's that's not really going to get you there, but, but I will. I'm going to do it. So when you're at war, which is what a defence minister is kind of, I guess, mostly Concerned useful about, for. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your armies and your, your, your defence forces are there to inflict what? Pain. Is exactly the right answer. So okay. her surname... Oh, is pain, pain. And her, which makes her first name starting with M. Um, Any idea? Melody. Melissa. Melody. What a lovely Melody. name, Melody. Melissa. 
Michelle. No, look, Michelle I, I'm going to tell you because it's yeah. quite, it's a bit of an odd-ish name, I reckon. Maurice Payne. Maurice Payne. Payne. Right. Yeah. Maurice Payne. Which I've only just realised sounds like a man's name. Like, sounds like a Maurice. A little bit like, yeah. Mm. Yes. And once yeah. again, Morris, once Maurice. again, after a, like a, a nice streak, we've been cruelly exposed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Let's see if you can pick it back up with question number nine. Mm. In music, what name, beginning with S, is given to a group of notes arranged in ascending or descending order of pitch? Great. That would be a scale. Oh, hang on. That is exactly oh, right. Oh, sorry. Shut up. What did you say? No, no, good. What did you think it was? Oh, no, I was the descending order. I thought it might have been the had a a special yeah, even something even a bit more sort of fancy than a scale. But a scale, mm. good. You, you knew that. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. You yeah. Said it was confidence. That scale. was a good one to pick our confidence back up. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. good. I feel like you. I feel like I'm, I feel I'm like right. you handpicked that one for us. Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. I, I don't write the questions, but they're. Uh, do either of you play music? I um, played the. Or flute. did you learn music when you yeah. were a kid? I played the flute you when play I was flute? in high school. And I still have my flute and I still like to, to take it out and, you know, have, have a little go every, every now and then. But I'm by no, <laughs> by no means. You're not Lizzo. No, <laughs> yeah. no. Uh, what about you, Anthony? Did you I, learn a, I an instrument? I can play guitar at a very basic level. Actually, tying back in with my um, love of the Beatles, I remember I, mm. there's an episode of The Wonder Years where Kevin uh, starts a band called The Electric Shoes and that episode is bookended by the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show singing I Want to Hold Your Hand when they came out in 1964 when they did America. And just right. and weirdly, I knew all of the Beatles individually. Like I knew George Harrison because weirdly as a, a, an eight-year-old of Margie, I was into the Travelling Wilburys. And I knew of Paul McCartney and I knew of John Lennon. I knew that Ringo started the voices to Thomas the Tank Engine. To Thomas the Tank Engine. But oh, those guys, are, they're actually all these Beatle characters I've been hearing so much about. <laughs> and, um, and when I saw them on... Sorry, I'm getting back to my um, instrumental ability. No, do, do it. It's all good. But when I saw them on... The Ed Sullivan Show, I think like just anyone, just seeing those four guys together, I was just completely fell in love with the, the magic and the wow. chemistry mm. of those guys. So I became a Beatles nut from that day. And then I begged my mother and father for about six months to buy me an expensive electric guitar. I finally, I wore them down and mm-hmm. um, I got about six months of lessons and then I just <laughs> gave up and then that guitar now... I don't know it's just used, you know, for firewood or something, or yeah, a bit of, <laughs> oh dear. or it gathers cobwebs wow. in a in a cupboard in Mudgee yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But I can play some basic guitar. Is my that was my long winded way of telling. You. Some, <laughs> Good. You can play some basic Beatles songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you just need three chords for those. Yeah, right? love me do. I want to hold your hand. Yeah. From yeah. me to you, she loves you. Yeah, they're all pretty. Yeah, all pretty similar. All right, we are up to the final question. Question number ten. All right. Which river is longest out of these three? The Torrens, the Swan, or the Yarra? Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Yeah, we so what do you know about those three rivers? Where are they? So the Yarra is, goes through Melbourne. Correct. Good. I don't actually know of the other two. Yeah, we, yeah we've finished on, a, finished on a tough year. I don't know, the, I don't know <clears throat> Torrens. The, we really needed that, so, top, that solo question last, I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that would Bring us back to the glory that, yeah, days yeah, yeah, yeah. of German yeah. and <laughs> what's, what's the, what does Funt mean? So the Swan is the river that, that runs through Perth. Yes, okay. of course. Oh, of course it does. And yeah, the yeah, yeah. Torrens is the river that runs through Adelaide. So well, they're the, but, those... 
Three yeah. city rivers. So based on pure, you know, geographical mass, do we want to lean towards Swan or what do you Yeah, think, I was thinking the same thing. It might be the obvious direction that, you know, considering what Johnny's just said, but we might, we might have a stab with Swan. Swan is your guess? Well, let me tell you this, that Swan of those three rivers is the shortest. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. That's, yes. I think that's good. So yeah, that good. is about 70 kilometres long. Okay, great. <laughs> One of the others is 85 kilometres long. Yep. And the other is a whopping 242 kilometres. Wow. So out of the Torrens or the Yarra, all right, I have a Which stab. Which one do you think? You, you, choose, you have the next stab. Okay, I'm going to go for Torrens because I think that's the more interesting... <laughs> I think Johnny's laughing already <laughs> no, because he knows that It's that's, wrong. It's so wrong. That's the second shot. It's so wrong. <laughs> the Torrens flows 85 kilometres from its source in the Adelaide Hills near Mount Pleasant, across oh, the Adelaide Plains, past the city centre and empties into Gulf St Vincent between Henley Beach and West Beach. But... The Yarra, the mighty from Yarra. its source in the Yarra Ranges, it seems so obvious. flows yeah. 242 kilometres west through the Yarra Valley, mm. which opens out into the plains as it winds its way through Greater Melbourne before emptying into Hobson's Bay in northernmost Port Phillip Bay. So wow. the answer, Was the which river is longest, is the Yarra. There's, oh, an, there's another one, considering I'm Victorian by birth. <laughs> I will never forget again. Yeah. <laughs> I but will never forget n- again. Like, none of those rivers are particularly long in terms of comparatively like the Amazon. to. Yeah, sure, no. <laughs> they, they are dwarfed by the Amazon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even other rivers in Australia, they're, 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 they're not babies. even in the top 10, you know. Yeah. So you don't have to feel bad about not knowing those. Uh, I feel terrible. Now. But yeah, yeah, I'm really going to take this energy don't feel into rehearsal this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This afternoon, rehearsal is going to be a real downer now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I should let you go to your rehearsal so that you can get Venus and Adonis ready for the previews which start on the 29th of September and the season that runs until the 21st of October. People can get their tickets by going where? Seymour Centre website. Um, yeah. And just in the search, put Venus and Adonis and we'll be the Excellent. first thing that pops up. Super. I'll, yeah. I'll put a link in the show notes to the Seymour Centre website. Amazing. Thanks, buddy. Anthony, Adele, thank you so much for doing the quiz. No worries, Our mate. Pleasure. Nice to see you. Thank, you. thank you for having us. It's been a real joy. <laughs> I, I hope you ha- you've had fun yeah. and le- learnt some things. And what was that <laughs> thing that you're never going to forget? N- uh, N-H- N-H- oh, no, that's you. For ammonia, NH3. <laughs> NH3. <laughs> So that's the, that's the inner, well inner nerd with me immediately being like, question, we'll answer correctly. Yeah, I can answer. <laughs> I can answer. Pick me, teacher, pick me. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Great to see you. See you next buddy. time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Saturday Quiz. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you to my guests this week, Anthony Gooley and Adele Querrell, who you can see on stage in Venus and Adonis at the Seymour Centre from the 29th of September to the 21st of October. It's sure to be a cracking show. Thanks to all of you who keep coming back week after week to listen. Special thanks to old Fanny, who wrote an excellent review on Apple Podcasts earlier this week. Every time someone does that, the show gets a little bump in the algorithm. So if you have a minute to do the same, I'd really appreciate it. 
Thanks as ever to the wonderful Cindy McDonald for supplying me with the questions. I couldn't make this show without you. Next week is the 150th episode of this podcast, and to celebrate, I've got something a little special planned. Make sure you tune in. This podcast was recorded in Nam on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I acknowledge their traditions of sharing stories and knowledge for millennia on this land and pay my respects to their elders past and present. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.